Hello and welcome. This is Country Roads Confidential at Earsports.com, part of the 24-7 Sports Network. I am Mike Casaza, and I know what time it is in Indianapolis right now. During our preview episode on Thursday, Chris Anderson and I struggled to grasp the concept of time in Indiana. I know right now it's 2.58 in the morning. I'm not bragging, I'm just saying... This is fun. Saw some overtime games today. Why can't we go overtime early into Saturday morning? West Virginia, a comfortable 84-67 to win against Moorhead State Friday at Lucas Oil Stadium and advances to play the number 11 seed in the Midwest region, the Syracuse Orange. Kind of a throwback Big East game there now between teams in the ACC and the Big 12. I say there's a whole bunch. (laughs) This has been a strange season. Why should the script change right now? We'll talk plenty about the Mountaineers in the orange in the, I guess, the hours ahead here. That'll be a 5.15 tip on Sunday. But right now, let's talk about what we witnessed who we liked, and how we feel after, again, a a comfortable, I think, win against a team that does know how to win and does things well. Say what you want about the Ohio Valley Conference. Say what you will about competition, relativity, so on, so forth. The Mountaineers played a game today where the other team shot 52% from the floor. 53% from three-point range. And out-rebounded West Virginia by four. Think about that for a second. 52% from the floor. 53% from three-point range. Beat West Virginia on the boards. And then if you look at just some of the, the side stats. 28 points in the paint. 15 assists on 26 baskets. It's a good performance. Moorhead State had a 21-point scorer who was 5 for 8 from 3, an 18-point scorer who was 4 for 6 from 3. By a lot of measures, Moorhead State played well. By a lot of measures, Moorhead State could be 20-1 and one in its past 21 games. They lost by 17 because West Virginia was ready. Had to wait a long time to get into the NCAA tournament. 1,039 days between NCAA tournament games, and that's a bit tricky. They would have played last year, of course. Didn't get a chance. No one got a chance. And then you play the late game today, and the late game even starts later than normal because overtime in the game before you. Led 17-6. That lead went away. They hopitated the, the lead for a little bit. It went back and forth. It was really fun in the first half. Moorhead State, by and large, belonged for 20 minutes, and maybe even parts of the next 20 minutes. I would say parts of the first few minutes of the next 20 minutes. Realistically, this game was West Virginia's for the final 10. But just to step back for a second, as well as Moorhead State played, it wasn't good enough, and that's because West Virginia, despite virtually no NCAA tournament experience, despite not playing in more than a week, despite three losses and four games at the end of the season, Despite 
despite despite despite all that, West Virginia wins by 17 and really hits its marks. And not because it was a bad opponent, not because they're so experienced in March. West Virginia played well. Um, the story for West Virginia: 51% from the floor, 50% from three-point range, 73% from the line. Did get out rebounded, sure, but certainly made up for it. We talked, we wrote about this. Turnovers were going to be the key. 18 turnovers for Moorhead State, 24 points for West Virginia. The Mountaineers got out into transition a bunch. 20 fast break points. That is, that's like two weeks for West Virginia. You got to play your best at this time of year. Is that West Virginia's best? It's pretty good. It's not far. It's it's like a Sean McNeil three-pointer away from the best, I think. But I think you could watch that game tonight and say that was not the best this team could have done. Left a lot out there. Maybe not a lot. Left enough out there to make you say that there is more. And that maybe the ceiling is close, but man, there's still a gap between where they are and the ceiling. And I'll point out one stretch for you that did concern me a little bit. Um, you had to be impressed by the way that West Virginia started the game. Again, 17-6. Uh, Force the other team to take a timeout and go, oh, no. Big 12 team came to play. And then Moorhead State came back in. Again, I don't think you could underestimate them. When a team is 19-1, they know how to win. And when a team is equipped the way that team is to play defense and to make some shots, you're probably not going to beat that team by 40 in the first half. And they didn't. But the comeback comes. It's even. West Virginia is... Trying to take control. And it's the end of the half, and there's this one interesting stretch that you start to wonder, man, they worked so hard, they played so well in this first half. They rightfully deserve to be in a lead. They should probably be up, I don't know, 10, 12 points, you think? Think about how well they played in that first half. And when you think about the rust, the inexperience, the nerves, the late start, eh, man, you, you had to like the way that they started. It's... 38-31 at halftime, and you're thinking, ah, oh, that's not too bad. But, man, West Virginia had some chances there. Um, committed two fouls on defense, gave up free throws, and Moorhead State was not scoring. They were not getting much in the half court because West Virginia's defense was exceptional. Covered everything. Commits fouls, gives them easy points. And then just a small thing that seems big, but they get Janai Brooms foul, second foul at the end of the half, and you're thinking, all right, well, that's important. They can't get him out of the game. Gabo Saboy misses the front end of a one-on-one. That's points there. Miles McBride gets the rebound with 1.6 seconds left. Broom is on his back. He can't foul. He can't rebound because he knows the score. The score, he knows his fouls. He knows the score. If he fouls, three fouls, that totally changes the half. He lets McBride score. McBride doesn't. And Sideline skeptic Mike Casaza is worried. That really should be your 12 or 14 point lead as well as West Virginia played. At the least, double digits, right? And then the second half starts, and West Virginia looks bad. West Virginia was so good at the start of the first half. Energy on defense, shot making on offense, really looked like the superior team. And then really quickly, it gets away from them at the start of the second half. 38 to 31. Next thing you know, it's 42-41. 
Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. How's this happen? And then you saw a resounding response by West Virginia. McBride gets the ball at Bridges for a three. McBride gets the six-point possession. It goes from four to ten really quick. And then really for the final eight minutes, it was a 12-point or more game. Mountaineers had control. I just think that's a good sign for them. Had to have their offense, they did. Had to play defense, they did. You you win games, I think, sometimes by who you are, but you win games sometimes by how the opponent plays. You are who you are, but the opponent is who the opponent is. And when the team turns it over as much as Moorhead State does, you better be good at that. And West Virginia feasted on it. it was very good defensively. Got in the passing lanes, really pressed and crept up on the perimeter, made things happen in the backcourt, including that play by McBride, the six-point possession. It's important. McBride, healthy? Certainly. 30 points, 6 rebounds, 6 assists, no turnovers. It's incredible. And again, against one of the better defensive teams in the country. Statistics say that. Competition, sure. But you could watch Moorhead State play. Very organized. And they just got beat by McBride in transition. He was so good on the bounce. Um, was creating space that he was good um, good for. He was going to hit the mid-range stuff, and he was going to jerk one way and go the other and get to the line or get to the basket. 36-6-0. Folks, that's never happened in school history. Never. 36-6-0. Never happened in school history. And then we circled Derek Culver, too. Um, 12 points, 7 rebounds, and probably for 30 minutes you're saying, oh my gosh, what's wrong with him? Looked flustered. Looked like that Janai Broom was getting the better of him. Broom had, I think, a very good game plan defensively. Stayed in his feet, blocked some shots by never leaving his feet. He was not going to bite for Culver's steps, his fakes, his pivots. He'd watch film. He went to school on Derek Culver. And then he took over to school. There came a point, though, in that second half where, where Culver woke up. And that leads me to this. And we'll finish here. Really good to be back in person at a game because you can see so many things you can on television. And the NCAA tournament is different because they sit you right on the floor, um, if not sideline, baseline. Tonight I'm baseline next to the Moorhead State bench. And you see some cool things, like when West Virginia's warming up, Gabo Saboyan is standing on the baseline near the Moorhead State bench, just looking ahead and just kind of like staring guys down. No headphones, no earbuds, just standing there. 
and guys are coming over from the Moorhead State side of the court, which is the opposite side during their warm-ups. They're walking over to their bench, and Osa Point's just standing there, kind of staring at guys, letting them know he's going to be there where they can find him. And then during the game, you can see some things, too, and you can tell that Moorhead State organized, believed their bench is really into it. They were calling things out. Um, good scouting, well-coached, obviously. And the way they responded from that 17-6 to deficit was indicative of that. Many, many examples. There's a timeout, middle of the second half, and the Mountaineers go to their bench, except Bob Huggins and Derek Colbert have a conversation. And they talk, and they talk some more. The huddle's going on, and they talk some more. And Huggins' arm escorts Culver to the huddle. They sit down, they go on, joining it in progress, and then Culver goes back to who he was for the regular season. Um, Ten points in the second half. And there came a point where Janai Broom had a really good first half, four for four, eight points. Um, He looked like the high school kid whose parents go out of town and left the liquor cabinet open, and all the friends are over and they're having a pool party. You know, it's Friday night, mom and dad won't be home till Sunday. You know, mom and dad made a mistake. So, young Janai is going to have a good time. And all of a sudden, he hears the car doors in the driveway close, and that look comes over his face like, "Uh uh-oh, mom and dad are home. And Derek Culver came home in that second half, and he started to act like the bigger, stronger, superior player in that second half. Broom was one for eight in the second half, two points. And that was the difference. Um, They play inside out. Morehead State goes inside out, and when Broom can't get it going inside, he's not going to get inside out. And Culver was a factor. So was Osaboyan. Osaboyan was his typical, reliable defensive self and did well to make things difficult on Broom. Um, Broom started to really feel himself, um, stick his shoulder in the defender's chest, pound, 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 back him down, back him down. And Osaboyan was playing with him, um, pulled the chair out once or twice, um, made the shots difficult, and Broom came back down to earth. Now, they had shot makers, though, again, 21 from Devon Cooper, 18 from Skylar Potter. Made a bunch of threes, hung in there, but West Virginia played too well. Their their offense and their defense were unrelenting, and the defense in particular, you could tell. You could tell sitting there watching. And again, in the first half, I was staring down from the baseline across the floor, and you could see Moorhead State running offense and West Virginia covering everything, coming out really far on the floor, trying to make things happen, just guarding and guarding and guarding and swallowing stuff up, making it really hard to run sets and forcing turnovers, which is what they had to do. Again, nobody who was still playing at this time of year in the NCAA tournament committed turnovers at a higher rate than Moorhead State. Not Press Virginia, but West Virginia was very active, got out, deflected things, contested catches, contested passes, made things difficult. How many deflections did you see? How many times did you see somebody running through a passing lane? And even if Moorhead State couldn't make the pass, anytime that someone hesitated and had to reverse it and start over again, that's a win for the defense. So all things considered, healthy McBride doing something no one's ever done before. Culver pulling himself out of the gutter, remembering who he is, how he plays. Sean McNeil getting points. Jalen Bridges having an excellent game. Osaboyan, yeah, foul trouble, sure, but submitting his style of play. 17-point um, win against a team that played as well statistically as Moorhead State did. 17-point win. A win over a team that had lost once. Once in the past 10 weeks. 
17-point win on a day where a 15, a 13, a 12, and an 11 lost. Pretty good day for West Virginia. Have to have a good Saturday because here comes the 2-3 zone. Here comes not one Bayheim, but two Bayheims. That's another story for another day. And that is all for this time. Until next time, I am Mike Casaza. We'll talk to you later.